0: Today's episode of M-Vibe Live Conversations podcast is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You know what I've been doing? You'd be so proud of me, Amy. I've been listening to these meditations and we all know you guys that have been listening to us know that Amy is a sitter and I'm a mover, not in a, like in meditation. Like I have a hard time sitting still in meditation and Amy can do that very beautifully and and finds that that serves her best. Mm -hmm. So I've been listening to these meditations and doing a little bit of yoga while I'm doing it and using the rhythmic of the meditative words, to guide my movement and breath through Mm -hmm. it, which, um, that's a huge accomplishment for me. Welcome to in vibe live conversations with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. By tuning in, you're joining a community that will inspire you to increase balance, wellness, and joy in your life. We'll offer expert information and insightful conversations to help us on our journey to live more in vibe. For more information and articles, remember to also check out our website at nvibelife.com. That's E N V I B E L I F E.com. We're grateful that you're here. Welcome to InVibe Live Conversations with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. And today what we're going to talk about is mindfulness and how it helps us decrease stress in our lives.
1: Yeah, and this is a topic that comes up a lot. I mean, first of all, mindfulness sort of underlies everything else we talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's hard to even fully define it or quantify it or describe sort of what is mindfulness. But when you start to develop some practices, and maybe that's one of the keys, we can kind of talk about what it is, right. but then there are ways you can take those um, concepts mm-hmm. and apply them in real concrete ways to your life. And that's where you can start to see some benefits on reducing levels of stress and anxiety, even physiological changes like stabilized heart rate and blood pressure yeah. and mm-hmm. Um, decreased pain, weight m- loss. There are many
0: ways that you can apply mindfulness that you'll see benefits in your life. Yeah,
1: And so let's start by, I mean, let's talk a little bit about what it is, you know, mm-hmm. sort of going back. We um, haven't talked about this at this level in a long time. Like mm-hmm. we talk about mindfulness all the time. Let's talk about what it is. To me, the most important component of it, and there are a few, but is um, being in the present moment. Mm-hmm. And that is hard to understand.
0: It's kind of an esoteric thing. I think there are multiple ways to define mindfulness. And and I do believe that you have referred to one of your favorite authors that kind of introduced you to the concept.
1: Well, Eckhart Tolle is who really introduced me to the concept of being in the present moment. Mm -hmm. And then that made me realize Oh, this is what mindfulness is all about. Like yes. now I get, now yeah. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Where before yeah. I, you know, kind of heard about it, kind of sort of thought, oh, well, that's meditation or that's yes, some you actual your... own kind of practice. Mm-hmm. And it's really not. Mm-mm. And, you know, so something that Eckhart Tolle says, and, you know, we recommend um, The Power of Now and uh, New, New Earth. Yeah. And, you know, and there are two books we have links to on our website Highly recommend um, reading those or get the audiobook and listen, yeah, particularly The Power of Now. Because part of the principle is if you just for any moment realize that right now in my life, everything is okay, mm-hmm. it helps you tackle anything that comes your way. And like we talked about stress, you know, most of the time, stress is either worrying about something that you're scared is about to happen Mm -hmm. or, you know, is going to happen or feeling anxious about or worrying about something that's already happened or Mm -hmm. regrets you have. Mm -hmm. And so that's why realizing that anything from the past, anything happening in the future, isn't real, right? It's a different place on the timeline. And if you can pull yourself into this moment, This place on the timeline and realize like right here, right now, this very second, I'm not in danger. Right. Nothing is happening to me. I can garner the tools and the energy I need to face all of that other stuff.
0: Correct. Or I'll find, just for an example, I'll find I might be rerunning conversations in my head Mm -hmm. and that's me living in the past. And so when I find myself that Mm -hmm. I'm replaying that conversation, I'll have to say, oh, that's over. Mm -hmm. Stay
1: here. Stay now. Or choices. I do that all the time. And I mean, I think there's value to examining your life. Oh, of course. Looking at the choices you have or haven't made and learning from them, Mm -hmm. that's super valuable. But are you learning or are you judging? I think that's a key way to look at what you're doing to the past. If mm-hmm. you're looking at the past, judging yourself for what you did, then you're getting in a loop that's really, really hard to get out of. If you're looking at the past saying, huh, it's interesting I did that. What would I have done differently? What have I learned from doing it that way? I think that's um, a much healthier way Correct. to live in the past while you're in the present. Moment. Right.
0: To find what, you know, your tools from it.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: I did it this way. Next time I'm going to do it a different way. Mm-hmm. Right. Or commend yourself. Oh my goodness. Look at how much I've grown. I handled it better. Mm-hmm. You know, that's another tool of looking at the past. Um, you know, I
1: want to say something about that real fast too, because I feel like particularly as we get older, right, we think, oh, a year is nothing. How much can my life change in a year? And a year is really a lot of time. It you is. can really change a lot about yourself, your life, your circumstances in one year's time. And I think I have learned that as much through InVibe Life as I have through anything else. Because we're we're actually approaching the one-year anniversary of InVibe Life. I think our first podcast went live the first week in May of 2020. Crazy. I think our first articles went out maybe at the end of April. Uh And so we've been working on the idea for a little longer than that. But, you know, from really saying, okay, here we are. are. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. It seems like 10 years ago. It does. (laughs) And when I look back at those earlier podcasts, earlier articles, Mm -hmm. I also think, oh my goodness, I didn't know anything back then, back then, way back back then. then. Way back then was a year ago. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Um, a lot can change
1: in a year mm-hmm. and I'm kind of glad it can. Well, that's, I want to say that as, um, words of encouragement or empowerment. Yes. Yes. And I think if you start with that, realizing that this moment right here is real, mm-hmm. it's mine mm-hmm. and I'm in control of myself, my body and how I feel in this moment. And mm-hmm. then you, Stack another moment on top of it, and another, and another, and another. It, it becomes extremely powerful.
0: I, th- I want to share a really powerful um, tool that I have learned lately that kind of helps me stay present uh-huh. because I do feel that sometimes, even if you um, are staying saying, "Okay, I'm right here in this moment. I'm not in yes. I'm not in yesterday, and I'm not in tomorrow. I'm right here in this moment." There still can be things that are happening in this moment that stress you out. That, sure. That's reality. But one of the things that I've been using to kind of help me even stay um, more aware and more present in this moment is not only am I staying right here and not not trying to rerun conversations or worry about future, but I also like to say I am aware. I am aware that I'm I'm this body is my tool. I'm in this body, and I am aware that I am not that. Thoughts spinning in my head. So I'm, I'm, I am not the body. I am not the thoughts. I am deeper. I am the soul. And this is my experience in this world, in this place, in this time. And that helps me kind of be aware of the present moment, but also realizing things that might stress me out throughout my day or my life or what's going on. It's really kind of a game that we're playing and I don't mean that in light of what's going on I mean that in I get to be in this experience I get to be in this body I get to have this family and these friends and this is my work that I have created and what can I do to make it more joyful uh, more
1: purposeful you know So there's more to that, but I should probably take notes because I want to go in about eight different directions from that. (laughs) So the first thing is really awareness is another part of mindfulness, you know, being in the present moment and then awareness is really the next big component of it. So rewind the last minute and re-listen to what Cheryl said, because that was a beautiful way to describe or define awareness. Mm -hmm. But then here's one of the bigger things, and we're kind of jumping into a whole new territory here. But when you really realize that everything in this life is you just playing Mm -hmm. out a role or a part so that you can learn, that's when it really your mind just goes, Whoa. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Even when I did that three years ago, it's because my soul needed to learn X or Y or Z. Huh. And that is a valuable part of looking backwards at things, because when you can look backwards and understand what you were supposed to learn from it, and then again, when you get the benefit of being at age 50 and see how many of those moments you've had the benefit right? of learning. right? you kind of start to realize that even what's happening in this present moment, yeah, you can get that awareness, Mm -hmm. almost a little bit of detachment. I'm scared to use that word detachment because I don't want it to seem like I'm not engaged in the present moment because I am, but detachment from outcome or just realizing huh, I'm supposed to be learning something from this. Yes. Like there's something, I wonder what it is. I'm kind of curious. I look at things okay. with a curiosity rather than an anxiety. Yeah, an exploration. Yeah. And, and it's interesting. I, I have taken
0: this sort of mindful awareness and looked at things that typically would trigger me or upset me. Mm-hmm. And it would put me on this path of like, oh, it should be done this way and that way, which is judgment. Right. And we've talked about that and how that's not good or that's, you know, something to work on. Um, and then I've tried to rewind it and use this idea of awareness, um, that I'm using on myself, but also use it on maybe the person that I'm judging and be like, you know what, they're just a soul in that body having these something thoughts, from what
1: they're doing this moment.
0: Yeah, and it's empowered me so much to look at them as a soul being versus yeah.
1: sitting and judging what they're doing. Me too. And even if you can get to this place realizing that whatever happened between us that may have even been difficult or hurtful for me, I was actually helping them learn something. I know that's mm-hmm. that's really powerful where you can super do that powerful, too. and again, you know anything you can turn from judgment to gratitude, yeah that's an extremely um powerful shift
0: extremely
1: in perception, powerful. which of course a miracle says a miracle is a shift in perception, like you just created a miracle in your life and maybe someone else's if you can start to view that dynamic in that slightly different way mm-hmm. It's not easy. I mean, it's not easy, but that's where some of the tools come in. So let's talk about some of the tools that can help you maintain that present moment awareness, right? Or get into it. And I mean, you may not sit all day in it, right? Eckhart Tolle may sit all day in it. Right. (laughs) Andy may have sat all day in it. I'm sure there are those out there who... Oprah may sit all day in it. Right. Right? I'm sure there are those out there that can (laughs) do this all day long. Most of us can't. But that's why, again, for me, meditation is extremely powerful. Because even if it's just for a minute or two, then I've at least spent some time that day in an awareness of the present moment. Mm -hmm.
0: You know what I've been doing? You'd be so proud of me, Amy. I've been listening to these meditations and we all know you guys that have been listening to us know that Amy is a sitter and I'm a mover, not in a, like in meditation. Like I have a hard time sitting still in meditation and Amy can do that very beautifully and, and finds that that, Serves her best. Mm -hmm. So I've been listening to these meditations and doing a little bit of yoga while I'm doing it and using the rhythmic of the meditative words to guide my movement and breath through Mm -hmm. it, which, um, that's a huge accomplishment for me. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm a mover with my meditation, but I usually do my own thoughts.
1: Even with yoga though, they often spend a few seconds or a minute at the beginning and end of a practice Just in stillness. Just in stillness. Mm
0: -hmm. Just being present in it. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that's huge.
1: It's very powerful. Well, and again, that's it. I'm saying the same thing I've said over and over. Um, 60 seconds even. Yeah. I always say three minutes. Now I'm even saying 60 seconds. Mm -hmm. If it's 60 seconds, give give yourself that gift of 60 seconds of stillness. I
0: think another way or another good word to put on it is give yourself a pause Mm -hmm. and that could be if you've noticed a trigger if you if you've noticed your brain spinning if you've noticed your your blood pressure just went up just for if you can't think of how what the next step is just think pause pause Mm
1: -hmm.
0: pause and then you've given your brain or your thought or your soul enough time to be like whatever tool you need at that moment to rework whatever has become your stressor. Just think,
1: pause. And there are other tools you can use in that moment. I know you are a big advocate of breathing and belly breathing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So describe that and why belly breathing is important or useful.
0: So... When we are in a high stress situation and there's a lot of anxiety go on, going on in your life, you tend to breathe really high up into your chest. Well, let, let's go back. Even you get a physical reaction. Yes. You get a physical you, you reaction. Your body physically mm-hmm. reacts to your that body happening. Physically. Yeah. It's reacting on a cellular level. Your mm-hmm. hormones are changing in your body. You know, it's and constant stressors in your life will lead to inflammation and disease in your body. Mm-hmm. It's just a proven fact. And pain pain, all of it. So, um, a very easy, quick tool when you notice that, I could be in a very, I have created a lot of stress or stress is happening right now. And it might even rise to that
1: fight or flight Oh, totally. reaction where Completely. your heart rate increases yeah. and your think breathing about, gets more rapid. And, yeah. yeah. If,
0: if you just think about like uh, almost getting in a car wreck, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden you, you know, if you were to put your hand on your chest during that time, your chest would be going up and down with your breath mm-hmm. up and down you can guide and direct your breath out of that chest movement into a belly movement. And that is a purposeful act. You have to inhale and allow your belly to expand. And as you exhale, pull your belly towards your spine and just continue to guide your breath in this manner. And then your nervous system, it's like telling your nervous system, just take it down a few steps.
1: Do you have a count you recommend like count of three or count of five or
0: You know, I like it to get as long as possible. You can't start with it a whole, like a long count. Like I would start Mm -hmm. just maybe inhale for two or three and exhale for two or three. What you can, it depends on how stressful your situation is. Mm -hmm. You might start with a one second breath because Mm -hmm. you're very up there, like almost getting in a car wreck. Your heart's beating so fast. So you might just have a, (sighs) (sighs) Uh that might sound weird over the microphone, (laughs) you know, it might be quick, but then you're like, okay, now I'm going to do a two breath and now I'm going to do a three breath. But You know, ideally, if you can get to five and six, sometimes Mm -hmm. even when I'm coaching people at the studio through breath, I have them see if they can exhale as long as me. Now you got to figure when I'm coaching this, I'm in a very comfortable situation. I'm not stressed out and I'm a pro. I've practiced it a lot. Uh So to get them to be able to exhale as long in me as I can in that situation is a challenge, but you want to talk about, see their nervous system really, really relax and feel how the muscles in their bodies contract.
1: That's what I wanted to say. Like tell like specifically some things you see in clients when you put them through this exercise, like shoulders go down, That's like what happens, down,
0: um, tension in the jaw we'll re- relax. And also if somebody comes in and they're like, I can't feel that muscle. Mm-hmm. I, I not their, their awareness is so out of their body. They really can't tell if a muscle is contracting or not. That is not an uncommon thing to happen. So if I make them do this deep 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 exhale in order for them to continue to push the air out of their body the actual diaphragm is contracting and that actually moves the rib cage more narrow and then the abdominal muscles kick in and they they start to feel that deep contraction internally in their body. And then they start to realize that they do have control over some of the muscles that maybe just work automatically, like the diaphragm. Mm -hmm. You know, we can control those muscles.
1: If you think about them, if you're, but that's, you have to get present and be aware Mm
0: -hmm. you have to get. And that I feel like when I'm trying to help somebody get out of pain or have better posture or whatever their goal is from working with me, Mindfulness
1: is, if I can accomplish that, Mm -hmm. solved, solved. And this is just an example of why the whole mind, body, spirit connection and Mm -hmm. um, creating intentionality with all of them and understanding that they all work together Mm -hmm. is so important and so powerful.
0: Mm -hmm. You know what I find when people become mindful in their sessions? Um, The frustration goes away. Because I'm, during the hour, I'm constantly guiding them and pushing them to find these boundaries, to work, to work harder or to move a little more, you know, so that can be frustrating for some people, you know, um, rightfully so. And so if I can keep them present, it will release that frustration because Mm -hmm. they've put so much, sometimes they put such high expectations on themselves Mm -hmm. that they, the conversation in the head has gotten so negative, then that is a way bigger battle than any muscle skeleton, muscle skeletal deformity that I'm working with or dysfunction that I'm working with. You know, if I can, if the mind becomes the piece that needs to work with me to help their physical body. And if the mind is fighting me because they've got these negative thoughts, then I've got a bigger obstacle than just trying to get their spine to move more.
1: So There's this whole body of work. Um, The way I heard it presented was holographic um, memory or holographic pain memory, where there are uh, people out there who work in the field of trauma. Brett Baum is the name of one person who's written, and you can look him up, and he works with trauma victims. That a significant portion of chronic pain is really just the memory of the first event that ever happened to you. And Mm -hmm. if you can clear or purify, I guess, in a way that memory you can eliminate the pain. Mm -hmm. It's not even actual Mm -hmm. recurring Mm -hmm. physically, technically, Mm -hmm. but the memory of it is so powerful. Your body still responds to that memory of it. So true. It's so true. And again, remember our conscious mind is a small percentage. Yes. Of our full, full
0: mind, being. brain
1: working, mm-hmm. yeah, memory mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. and full being. Okay, so let's combine those two thoughts a little bit. Or like you kind of took this from the breath into the body, which yes. I think is important. So let's take that even a step further. If sometimes when you're sitting in stillness, also implement a body scan. Huge tool. I mean, it, it really is, especially if you're having pain, or even if you're not. And this, I think, you know, if you can give yourselves at least five minutes, I know I say 60 seconds, but five minutes or 10 minutes, sit in stillness, do at least 60 seconds or a couple minutes of um, intentional breathing to calm yourself down, but then kind of start at your head and kind of just spend a few minutes resting your awareness on each part of your body, going all the way down to your toes and see what comes up. Mm-hmm. It's really amazing. I mean, first of all, I think each part of your body tends to relax when you put that sort of loving awareness on it. And so that just feels wonderful and is a tool in and of itself. But then if something really stands out at you, then it, like maybe it's a shoulder or a knee or abdomen or whatever, then you can really... um Think about that. Maybe do some mindful yeah, do. movement on send it. Send guided breath to it. Send guided breath to it. Mm-hmm. And maybe go listen to the podcast we recorded with Michelle Russ, talking about the chakra system. That might give you even something else to think about what's being held there that you might be able to do some other loving things mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. to help um, Heal. ease heal and first ease, like ease, whatever that stress or pain is, and then mm-hmm. you can start to heal it. Mm-hmm. So that's another tool that I think oh, is it's kind of a part of mindfulness, but really powerful.
0: I use this body scan, um, in a different way, uh, being mindful, but I use it to help me sleep at night. Like uh-huh. if I've been, I can. I'm the type of sleeper that really when my head hits the pillow, I'm out, but I'm easily woken. You know, if the dog jumps in the bed, if Steven gets in the bed, too rough. Like, I'm like, you can't move the covers so much. When uh-huh. you get in bed, it wakes me up. So You're a princess. <laughs> I, I am a princess. <laughs> I am such a princess. I'll mess up. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: Remember, like, those old grand castles and the man oh. and the woman would have their separate sleeping quarters <laughs> that were just connected by an adjoining room or something. Or oh. Oh, the crown. When If you watch the crown, yes. that's how... They depict that the would King be heaven. Bears, like oh, that'd be and heaven. Have, like an entire like like sized bed to themselves to themselves every night. I, mean, <laughs> I just I think that we just got off track. Yes, we did. Maybe, Maybe our husbands, husbands won't listen. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
0: he can't hear this one. Or he, he heard me fussing up to being a princess. Yeah, if he ruffles the covers too much. It wakes me up. So. I have to do some of that, some of that body scan Uh to go back to sleep. And so what I'll do is I'll either start at my feet or I'll start at my head and I'm like inhale, exhale, and I'll visualize like the crown of my head kind of, and I say in, in my mind's eye, I say sleep.
1: Wow. And then
0: I go to my eyes and I'm like, okay, sleep. And then to my jaw and my and my lips and sleep and then my throat. And I just work my way. And I'm telling you, if my thoughts haven't drifted off to something else, I am asleep before I get to the middle part of my body. Whether I started in my head or my feet. Sometimes my mind drifts and I start thinking, oh, forgot to pay that bill.
1: Yeah. Right? And then I go, okay, start over. And, or just bring it back yeah. and say... Like, imagine that thought is surrounded by a bubble and just let it go. Yes. Say, like, sleep away or for tomorrow or come up with something you direct it to do. Like, direct it to something. That is great. I haven't
0: thought of that one, but now I'm going to use that. And then I just, I go back and I start over. And it works. It works. I usually within minutes can be back asleep,
1: you know, if I'm not too... Princess-y. Before we move off the body, talk for just a minute about mindful movement. It's like you talked about yoga. I kind of said mindful movement, but it can be anything. It can be anything because
0: I think I've said this before, but it's such a tool that I use every day. When I go to run, I try and be very present that I'm not feeding into imbalances in my body. And I'm a very right side dominant person. And, um, I'm aware when I'm running with just my right leg, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I try and be very aware that my pelvis is in, is an ideal alignment as I can, have it and i try and visualize in my mind's eye you know where my pelvis is is my posture upright is my breath calm when i run you know i try and stay very centered i use that also i I, in my mind's eye say centered Mm -hmm. and i can actually feel my body becoming to where it is working more equally as i run and so i use mindfulness in that Manner, And I use it in the clinic teaching people how to move, that they're mindful of their movement. And then they can feel, if they can start to feel when the the pathway that they took to find a particular movement didn't feel good, that's their body teaching them, Mm -hmm. you know, and so that's just mindfulness. And if they can gather that tool of being mindful of, ooh, when I got that coffee cup off the top shelf, it kind of bothered my shoulder. So maybe I should go do the release work that I know how to do to help the muscles relax or fire better or whatever we're working on with that particular body. But that sometimes they would get that coffee cup off the top shelf and that shoulder would go, "Eh," and they would just be like, "Eh, whatever, and continue to move on and not do anything about it. Right? Like they felt it, but life became too busy to take two seconds to maybe walk over to. You know their pantry door and stretch their chest mm-hmm. To you know whatever tool they know to we help.
1: all do that we all, all do like, it oh, whatever everyone hurts we're all getting older everyone hurts. yes we all do okay so i want to take that to an even a slightly different perspective that we haven't really talked about before but finding mindfulness in mundane tasks ah so you mentioned getting the coffee cup off the shelf. Yes. So when you go get your coffee in the morning, maybe you only sat for 60 seconds or maybe you have a hard time doing that. Think about your present moment as you walk to get your coffee in the morning Mm -hmm. or get your mail in the afternoon or whatever it is. Think about each step you're taking, Mm -hmm. how your body feels. Try not to think about anything else. Be in that moment. Turn the making of the coffee cup into its own ritual where you're savoring every part of it that you do. Um, maybe even giving thanks for every part of it that you do or having Mm -hmm. gratitude and that's something. So, I mean, that has so many components to it. First, it's a powerful practice in and of itself just to turn, you know, your daily tasks into sacred rituals. But also if you say, I don't have time to sit and meditate or I don't have time. Well, I bet you're going to get the coffee though. Right, <laughs> right. So take what you're going to do anyway yes. and bring mindfulness or intentionality to those things.
0: Repeat that because that's powerful. Yeah.
1: Take the things yeah. you're doing in your life anyway. So your normal daily tasks and bring mindfulness to those tasks. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the two examples getting coffee, picking up the newspaper, if anyone does that non digitally anymore, um, getting your mail from your mailbox. I have a great one. Taking your dog outside. Eating your meal. Eating your meal. I, I have uh,
0: clients that come to me that weight loss is a goal. And mm-hmm. I think that the when the mind starts to fight and you're talking bad about your body, mm-hmm. right? You're not only fighting all the junk food you want to eat, but you're also fighting your brain saying how fat you are, how ugly you are or whatever. I hate my thighs, you know, whatever negative thoughts. So if you can release those thoughts, sit down and eat whatever meal you have decided to eat. I'm not Mm -hmm. asking them to make food changes yet. I just want to release those negative thoughts. Find one thing you're grateful for about your body. Be grateful for it. Sit down to your meal Maybe bring your awareness that you are not this body. You are not those Mm -hmm. thoughts. You know, you are this soul being and you get this opportunity to feed the body that you're using as your vessel. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: if you can create that awareness around your mealtime. I've eaten less. Mm -hmm. I've made better decisions when I'm putting that into it. It's like, oh, I don't need the 10 cookies. I'm going to have the one because it tastes so good Mm. and I do enjoy it and I spent the time making it, but I don't really need the 10 because that's when my eating became mindless. Like I wasn't thinking about it. I just was like, oh, it looks good and put another one in. But when I get present in my food choices or just in the process of putting the food in my mouth then it satiates whatever I'm looking to satiate much quicker, you know, Mm -hmm. and it, I'm still a sugar addict, you know, and I still love chocolate and it's still kind of a trigger that when I get home ooh, and I'll go grab a piece of chocolate, it's, it's my thing. Um, but if I do it with some presence in the moment, that one piece will satisfy what I'm looking for instead of eating the whole candy bar,
1: you know, So the other thing that's come up a few times during this conversation that I think might be one of the more valuable things we can talk about is being mindful about your words. And so we know that words are powerful. And words are powerful when you're speaking to someone else. But what I'm really even talking about now is what you're telling yourself. Mm -hmm. So you earlier were saying that when you do that, um, process with your body to try to sleep, you use the word sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you had another one, perhaps even Um,
0: sometimes I'll just say melt
1: or melt, like melt into the, you know, and now you're saying instead of telling yourself I'm so overweight that I can't eat this, say, I'm so grateful that my back is so strong and that I have this opportunity to nourish my body in this way. The words are very powerful. Again, your whole mind, not just the 5% we use in the conscious world every day, your whole mind hears every single thing you say to it. So, what are you telling yourself? Mm -hmm. And if you can become mindful about that, first of all, about getting rid of some of the judgment. And the negative things we all—we're usually all hardest on ourselves.
0: Completely.
1: Get rid of some of that harshness on ourselves, and then start to turn it into maybe positive things you tell yourself. Mm-hmm. Wow, what might happen? Words are powerful. Mm-hmm. They're so powerful. That's something that—that
0: um, that I feel like when I'm working with my clients that are adults it's really hard to get them to understand that. And I have to be very delicate with, you know, trying to get them to change the story. Um, with my children, they're starting to get it Mm -hmm. a little bit. Uh, my youngest, he'll say things that he means with all intentionality to be funny, but I have read somewhere that, you know, the universe doesn't have a sense of humor. And so your jokes are real to them. He made a joke about, Oh, yeah, you know, when I get this car and I don't have that one until I wreck it. My husband and I were both like, nope, cancel that. Change that. You are not going to wreck it. And and he's starting, like, he sees Stephen and I go, when he says Uh something that we don't want to happen, and he's starting to get that we're like, no, 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 cancel that. You didn't Mm -hmm. mean that. You know, let's change it. And, he, you know, words are powerful. Be careful what you joke with. You know, and that was he gets that from me and Steven. We're big jokers. I know, so
1: us too. And I grew up with a lot of sarcasm. Me too. And thought it was a virtue. Sure. Oh, it shows how witty we are, it's funny. it shows how clever we are. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. And it's been one of the lessons of my adult life that it's actually an extremely dangerous mm. thing. And it's mm-hmm. for exactly what you said. Mm-hmm. Very the dangerous. universe, your body, doesn't understand that it's a joke. It just hears the meanness. Yeah. And a lot of sarcasm, there's a really fine line between are you harming someone else yes. or yourself in mm-hmm. what you say. Even a self-deprecating. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's become one of my triggers, actually, is self-deprecation or mm-hmm. self-deprecating jokes. Mm-hmm. Just that it, it really... Um, Put something out there that is toxic, whether you realize it or not. Yes. If you think it's funny. And, you know, something my husband always likes to say to my kids and to me and to himself is it's so much more powerful to lift someone up than to pull someone down. Mm-hmm. So instead of saying that little dig or funny thing, you know, that makes you feel good because you sort of pulled someone down Down. in a way (laughs) yes think about like if you said something that lifted them up yeah how powerful would you feel for having done that to someone because that is being able to take someone's state of being and elevate it yeah that's about as amazing interaction we can have with another human being as is out there
0: yeah it's so interesting because um i know my kids don't listen to my podcast Uh so i'm going to talk about them here They will put each other down quicker than anything. Mm -hmm. And and I um, haven't quite, maybe I haven't said the right words or made it very clear how that's not okay. Mm -hmm. You know, and and it's their first thing they go to and they've learned it, you know, so I can't say I don't know where they've learned it, you know, Mm -hmm. because I mean,
1: they live in my house. Well, we can only do what we know now. Yes. I mean, I haven't lived with these principles my whole life. Right. I'm trying really hard. Right, right. And, it, I mean, something that's a challenge for me is, like, by the time I really started to get some of this, my kids were a lot older. Older, yeah. Already. And now it's really Ooh. hard to go back and reprogram what's been programmed. And I can see the difference in my two boys. It's a parenting thing, you yeah. know, especially when it's like... They got that from me and now I've changed it myself, but, but how I do I, but it's still it the- there. Oh, well, mm-hmm. if I could redo that, I'd mm-hmm. redo that. But we can't, you know, they were, I need to give myself grace. They needed to learn that for a reason. They have a lesson mm-hmm. to learn from it. They were born to me for a reason at the time that they were born to me, you know, all of those things, um, of forgiveness of yourself so that you can stay in that present mm-hmm. moment of wellness.
0: And, you know, That goes back to you're not looking back as far Mm -hmm. as in in a negative term, but just moving forward and the way we change our actions now and the way we live our lives now, Mm -hmm. we're still leading by example, hopefully for our children, even if they're out of your home, you know, they Mm -hmm. still, um, we're growing. And I think that even on a conscious level, if they're not aware that we're growing and changing on a subconscious level, our souls are communicating and evolving together. So Mm -hmm. I think that any changes we make, it's helping not just those that are within our home, but those that we react
1: with. I think it's helping on a global scale. Well, that let's just leave it with that. Anything (laughs) you do for yourself, you're helping everyone in the world. Correct. Really? Because Mm -hmm. there you're emanating just a better energy. Yes. And, you know, and then there's the fact that the more you clear out of yourself for negative habits, the more you you do uplift those around you. The whole. Mm -hmm.
0: So let's maybe review some of our tools. We've talked about a lot today, but let's Mm -hmm. review our tools that we use to
1: keep mindful and present to decrease stress in our lives. Okay. Well, being in the present moment and having an awareness Mm -hmm. of who you really are, mm-hmm. and what is really your danger or peril in the present moment, which for most of us, most of the time, is not there. Correct. Um, mm-hmm. Are two of the biggest components going in, and then some of the tools we've talked about are meditation. Uh, we haven't even talked about journaling, meditation, okay, but breathing, breathing, movement, body ju- scan, body scan. Um, Intentionality or mindfulness to your daily tasks. Yep. Um, the voice in your head, how you're talking to yourself and others. Mm-hmm. So intentionality and mindfulness with your words.
0: And we need. To, we haven't mentioned journaling, but journaling is a great tool. It is a
1: great tool. You sort know? of an extension of a lot of the other things we've talked about. Mm-hmm. And we've definitely talked about it a lot out there. But um, just write it down. Write it down. You'd be surprised what comes out to yourself when you write it down. Mm-hmm, definitely. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, this has been fun.
1: Yeah, this I, has I been mean, a good one, I think.
0: You know, it's fun, and I hope you guys learned a lot from it. So please comment, subscribe to our channel. Yeah. you know, Share it if you found any of these tools useful. And uh, we hope to spread the word and help you guys out.
1: Yeah, thank you for joining us.
0: Thank you for listening to InVibe Live Conversations. For more information and to join our community, be sure to check out our website at InVibeLive.com. We look forward to sharing with you.